Welcome to the Emerging Artist Development Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Dose. This show is committed to providing developing artists the tools to create an emerging moment. All the tips and tricks you'll learn here are borrowed from 0 to 60 by AGD, an artist development program. Whenever we're recording a podcast, we're live in our Discord channel and available for Q&A. So if you're not a part of that artist community, come and join us and we'll get your questions answered. All right, let's get started. As we continue this journey to understand our own creative process, the discovery question for today is... When you first hear a new song, what parts do you pay the most attention to? Select all that apply. Recording style and quality, instrumentation, vocal performance, genre placement, lyrics, or arrangements. I'm going to read those again. When you first hear a new song, what parts do you pay the most attention to? Recording style and quality, instrumentation, vocal performance, genre placement, lyrics, or arrangement. This is why this question is so important. If you don't think, like if if there's whatever the answer is here, that when you hear a new song, you go to uh, critically or... Um, whether it's, whether, whether it's a critical move where you're trying to determine if you like it. And so you're being critical of it, or if you're comparing yourself artistically. And so you're, you're going there critically or just what, you know, you find that you notice about a song, um, naturally as you listen to it, either way, whatever those things are that you're most drawn to it's worth noting that that's more than likely where you bring the most of your own attention to your own songs and to your own creative process is probably those same things, right? So this can be a really great exercise for identifying what your priority is in the songwriting process and the recording process in the creative process, what you're most drawn to. And chances are that whatever the things are that you're not drawn to, that you don't care so much about when selecting your own music that you enjoy or consume, there's a decent chance that maybe you're not bringing your same level of of criticism or your same level of attention to those things in your own music. So what that means is that if you have high lofty goals that require a song to have high commercial success, it's important that you have people who really specialize in the things that maybe you don't specialize in or you don't bring your attention to. So an example of that might be if if you really care about the quality of a recording like a whole lot, um, 
but maybe you don't care too much about lyrics. Maybe getting with somebody who cares a lot about lyrics and making sure that, that there's somebody around that, that really, you know, is able to contribute to the lyrical quality. That's just an example that I can give. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't care about the recording style or the quality of the recording. You like things that are raw and uh, you know, you're, you're perfectly fine listening to a, a live version of a song versus like a studio version of a song. Those are things that it's important to pay attention to and compare against the objectives and goals that you have and make sure that you're creating something that every part of the process has been paid attention to for to match what the goals are for that creative product as it is completed so um, that's why that question is so important and a lot of a lot of artists they they don't they don't really know what it is that they care the most about within a song. Um, and then when they do realize that they don't care about something that they don't, ah, I don't really care about that so much. Well, it, it might be something that needs caring about uh, in order to achieve your goals. Maybe not. Um, maybe, maybe you can create in a way where you go, ah, I don't really care about that. You know, um, an example of, of where we have this conflict is like when somebody doesn't care about the arrangement being something that could work for playlisting, right? Like an arrangement that's going to work in playlisting. This is kind of the same thing as radio back in the day. It's like, the arrangement needs to be probably around three to three and a half minutes. The intro needs to be relatively short and the lyric needs to start pretty quickly. And we need to be to the chorus pretty quickly as well. If it's going to function in a playlist um, strategy. And so if you're not paying close attention to your arrangements, to make sure that they're arranged in a way that's going to be successful in playlisting, then creating a plan that includes playlisting probably isn't going to be the trick. And so you have to come up with a different plan. So that's why this stuff's important early, early on is to make sure that you're creating things that are going to work in the plan for the goals that you have and not trying to edit them afterwards. So you might need some collaborators to help you get your songs into the place of success because you may not naturally go to caring about those things as part of your creative process. And here's your task of the day. All right, we got a fun task here. I think the task of the day is a fun one that you can go do right now. Um, and this task is something that you can do now. And then you can do, um, kind of repeatedly throughout the release process. And that is your artist playlists. Okay. So this comes from the marketing pillar in the setup phase. 
Uh, the reason why this is in the setup phase and not the discovery phase is because you do need to have your music probably recorded um, for this to be done properly. Um, the, the recordings don't necessarily have to be finished for this to happen, um, but they do need to be recorded so that you know um, what they sound like and, and, and things like that and to really know um, where you're at. And then this is also kind of a time time-sensitive thing. Uh, so these are the playlists that you're going to create that you're going to put your songs into. So I'm going to read the description of this task just, just straight up. Create and curate one playlist of influences and similar artists. This will be your recommend if you like, which we abbreviate to R-I-Y-L playlist. Start with 70% mainstream artists within your general genre and include 30% local artists or developing artists or emerging artists, people that are uh, on your level. Uh, and so, sorry, I went off the reading here and I'm getting back to it. We will update this often and include it in the marketing plan to drive engagement with these artists and bring in new fans. So what that looks like is 70% is mainstream popular music that you want to be associated with. And then the 30% is local artists or artists on your level. And what that does is as you add songs of artists that are on your level, you can post up to your Instagram stories and say, Hey, we updated the playlist, uh, go check it out. Um, uh, and tag some artists that you added that you think are doing cool stuff. And, and then, you know, they're likely to, uh, share that over and you can start to do some fan development with artists that, you know, some community building and some fan development that they share that playlist, um, to go listen to. This is something super easy that you can do literally every week, every day. Um, and this is something that we're doing with the awards, uh, TikTok channels and, and playlists and podcasts, you know, is to add a lot of emerging artists who are still excited to share that they've been added to a playlist or covered in a podcast. So um, easy stuff to create engagement. So be sure to include each new single as they release in uh, the third or fourth spot. So you don't want your song to be first on these playlists. And here's why. Um, the the playlist what people do when they go listen to a playlist oftentimes is they'll listen to the first couple songs and they might skip the first couple songs um just to get like they might skip through the first couple songs to see if they like the playlist uh and then they might go back and listen to the songs that they skipped but the thing is, is that like with algorithms skipping songs is really bad for uh the data on your songs so if this is a new playlist 
and you're building this out and there's no listener base on it, you might even put your songs like down lower, like even like, you know, five or six or even like seven, right? And fill that top part with just bangers, like songs that you know everybody loves, songs from artists that are like more popular than you, but they're kind of popping off, you know, in your uh, scene or whatever. Um, I still say scene. I'm a scene kid, y'all. That's what it is. So you see, so then you, the the point being, you don't want people to be skipping your songs just to get an idea of what's going on with the playlist. And then honestly, you want them to decide to play the playlist and then kind of let it play so that your song plays through because they're not going to know your song. And that's why you definitely need like 30% songs in there that they also might not know because then you know that the people that are listening to it are maybe skipping around and if there's somebody who just wants to listen to a playlist that has all songs that they know they're going to pretty quickly stop listening to this playlist so the people who listen to it are going to be people who like hearing songs that they don't know and then are less likely to skip your song when they hear it and don't know it. So you don't want the only songs on the playlist that they don't know to be your songs because those will be the only songs that get skipped. So you are kind of also kind of playing, uh, you know, roulette with the listener to where if there's somebody who skips songs, they don't know, you need to make sure that there's enough songs that they don't know on there from the 30% artists that are like local and emerging and stuff like that. So this is a very strategic thing that as far as I can see strategically, this is going to stay important and tactical for a very long time because Spotify is just leaning more and more and more into algorithm and away from curation from everything that we're hearing. So your ability to create data is going to be more and more important to allow their algorithms to work. So your curation uh, can become even more important than it's ever been. So uh, that's your task of the day. What a heavy lift. Um, y'all in the discord, we have like new music. We have a bunch of different channels to talk about this stuff. I would love to, uh, keep this conversation going in the discord. So bring your questions about curating your own playlists and let's talk about it. And then also let's be fam. You know what I mean? Like, let's build this up. Y'all should be adding each other and including each other in these playlists and promoting each other. So, you know, and just to take that a step further, work smarter, not harder. What if a couple of y'all, you know, use the same playlist, right? Think about that. If a couple of artists who are the same genre kind of curate this all together. Maybe there's four or five of you that add all of your new songs to the playlist uh, and are all adding people from your different scenes and community to it who are a little bit like, if you do this together as a group, 
that playlist could actually, you know, get some real listenership on it from your community. And that could be huge, right? So work smarter, not harder. If you have some friends that you can do this with, do it together. Not everybody trying to get people listening to their own playlists. Um, but if you don't have that community yet, um, get started on it. And this is a way to like build that community because maybe somebody that you add to the playlist would want to contribute and participate. All right. Excited to listen to your playlist. Have fun. Inspiration Highway. All hail the powerful gatekeepers who allow the artists of tomorrow to reach their full potential today. Boo the gatekeepers who prevent the artists on the fringes from reaching their potential tomorrow. Well, how can we make sure that the gatekeepers will open their gates for us? Stop showing up to the gates by yourself. Show up with an army who demand that the gates be opened because if they aren't, they're going to tear it down. If you're not bringing that kind of energy when you knock on the gate, if you're not bringing that kind of support when you ask to pass through, why would they open for you? Wow, you made it to the end of the episode. I'm impressed. Uh, Listen, I want to keep the conversation going. I want to hear your questions, your ideas. What this made you think about uh, where your challenges are. And uh, and maybe we'll have you come on the podcast and talk about it. We are live in the Discord often. So be sure to jump in the Discord and and discuss these things with us. And then if you haven't yet, you really got to go over to zero to 60 by aging.com and you got to watch the free workshop because there's some really good stuff in that workshop. It's like 45 minutes of like solid stuff. I'm Nathan Dose, founder of AGD entertainment, author of zero to 60. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good day. Thank you.